Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Welcome to Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. Motherfuckers, what up? <laughs> oh, man. So, after reading the last two books that I read, because one of the books that I tried to read wasn't good enough to be read because of some fuck shit that they decided to do in the middle of the goddamn book for no fucking... You know what? After the last two books that I read, I decided that it was time for me to go back to Ratchet. Now, I don't know how many of y'all motherfuckers I lose when I do Ratchet, but since, you know, there's 279, I'm nearing 300 episodes now, you know, you could, you could find something. A lot of the stuff that I read, though, is Ratchet, so you're pretty much fucking stuck. But the, 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 the name of the fucking show is Ratchet Book Club. I mean, what do you fucking want me to do? What, what do you want from me, Bob? Huh? Huh? Do you really want me to cater to your needs all the time? Sometimes I need to read Ratchet. Sometimes I need to read Street Lit. Sometimes I need to read a book that I know nothing about except it has a picture of a naked girl covering up her uh, her breasts and uh, one hand covering up her chocha on the fucking cover. That's the cover of the book. Sometimes I need to read a book like that. And that's what I'm going to fucking do. So right now, I'm going to read a book that I've never read before, and we're going to see. We're going to see. I don't even know if it's written by a uh, uh, male or, 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 or a, a, a lady. I don't know. Um, I don't, because the name is fucking Reds Johnson. And there's a lot of ways that somebody could be named Red. Like, I don't know. I'm thinking it's a dude. And worse than that... I'm thinking that as somebody who's fucking stupid. But that's because the red that I knew in my life was fucking dumb. Like, that nigga was stupid, stupid. Like, there's levels to stupidity. And I'm not making fun. This is no ableist shit. The motherfucker was just stupid. Like, he would literally do stupid shit. He was always high all the time as well. So maybe he wasn't fucking stupid. Maybe he was just high. But... The moral of that story is don't do drugs and don't be stupid. I used to tell my kids 3DS, you know, like the Nintendo, because I was back when the Nintendo 3DS was out and everybody was playing it. And then the Switch came out and was like, get off my block, nigga, and everybody dipped out. But before that, when the 3DS was out, I used to tell my kids 3DS, and they'd be like, yep. And everybody would be like, are you talking about the video game? And I'd be like, no, mind your fucking business. And they'd be like, well, what are you talking about? And I'd be like, 3DS. And they'd be like, what does that mean? And I'd be like, mind your own fucking business. And they're like, mind your own fucking business. It has nothing to do with 3DS. 3DS, for those of y'all who don't know, because none of y'all know, because I made it up. But 3DS stands for don't do dumb shit. 
3DS. I would take them to an amusement park. I would take them on a field trip. I would take them to visit a college. I would take them to the hospital. I didn't do shit to them, but you know, they we, we would go. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. It wasn't me. I didn't do it. The fuck you. Um, I would take them to church. I would take them to their grandma's house. I would take them to the mall. I would take them to the grocery store. And before we walked in anywhere, I'd say 3DS. And they'd say back to me in their cute little eight and nine-year-old voices, 3DS. And then they'd go inside and they, they, they wouldn't do dumb shit. But at the same time, I'm the same nigga who, when a little white kid is wilding out in the store, because it's always a little white kid, black kids do not have the fucking temerity. Black kids do not. I, I have yet to see a fucking black kid fall the fuck out on a floor. Oh, man. I saw it once. I saw it once, and I was scared for that child's life. I was like, let me sit here and monitor just to make sure that what I think should happen does not happen because this kid needs a future. And so I stood there, and the kid fell out for like a second and then bounced right back up like fucking the Ultimate Warrior no-selling the fucking pedigree <laughs> from Triple H. Boop, boop, yeah, yeah, right back up. You didn't even get to hear, they didn't even get a full, yeah, out. They were like, yeah, mm. That's all I got. That's my whole presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, a poem by Baby. That was it. They didn't bounce down, get right back up. But little white kids? Hi, white listeners. So y'all know I'm going to get on your shoulders every so often. And little white kids, they fall the fuck out. And they fall out like James Brown when you put the cape on his back. Rest in peace. He did drugs. But, um... Saw this little white kid fall the fuck out. And I guess his mom was just tired of the bullshit. But I couldn't step in because I didn't want to get arrested. You know, like she's abusing the child, but I could be killed for even talking to her the wrong way. So it was like a uh, sort of a situation. I tried to text the cops. Apparently you can't send a text message to 911, which is fucked up. <laughs> But um, the little kid fell the fuck out. And the mom who was like 5'11", big, not not big, like, like tall. I mean, like she was solidly built. She picked this kid up by his leg and he was dangling like trench bull. Like she picked him up by his leg and just stared at him like the fucking dinosaur in Jurassic Park. Turned her head too. It was pretty dope. He was probably biracial. Her, her her baby daddy was probably a skinny-ass black dude. That's why it usually works out. Big, stocky white woman marries skinny-ass black dude who doesn't look at her when they walk through the uh, mall and shit while she asks him why they don't hold hands like they used to. What? So, this book is called Closed Legs Don't Get Fed. This girl literally has her hand covering up her chocha and her taint. She got long fingers. Um, I don't know why, but the cover is her sitting in a chair that is on top of another chair. Like one chair is photoshopped on top of the other chair because the other chair looks like, um, one of the couches in the champagne room and shit. Don't ask me how I know that. Mind your own fucking business. Um, but yeah, Reg Johnson. 
Closed legs don't get fed. Book one. Chapter one. It was pouring rain outside as Chelsea ran to the nearest phone booth. She fumbled around in her purse until she found two quarters and nibbled on her fingernails as she waited for the person on the other end to pick up. Hello, Jason. I need a ride. I'm on 6th Street in Violent. Look, I'm sorry about the other night, but I really need you right now, she begged. It's fine. I'm glad you called. I'm on my way. Don't go anywhere, Jason replied before ending the call. Chelsea waited inside the phone booth until Jason got there. About 25 minutes later, she saw his 2012 gray BMW pull up. Jason hopped out of the car and ran over to Chelsea, holding a blanket. Come on, Jason yelled as he put the blanket around her and ran her to the passenger side door. Once Chelsea was safe and sound inside the car, he got in and pulled off. What were you doing out there this time of night? It's pouring down rain, and Jason asked. Look, that's not important, but thank you for coming to get me, said Chelsea. Jason shook his head in disappointment. He already knew why Chelsea was out at this hour. He tried his best to get her off the streets, but she wouldn't listen. Why are you shaking your head, she asked. Because, Chelsea. Oh, I'm going to give him a voice. Okay, cool. <clears throat> because, Chelsea. That's the voice. That's all you get. Fuck you. Why don't you let me help you? I mean, I'm... okay, now I got the voice. For real. The more I read, the more I got the voice. Because, Chelsea. Why won't you let me help you? I mean, I've known you for six years and not once have I judged you. So please let me help, he begged. Chelsea shook her head no. She knew Jason loved her. But she knew deep down inside that she was not wife material. Chelsea was 26 years old and was a prostitute. She could never keep a stable job or home, so she turned to the streets at the age of 21 and never looked back. She appreciated everything that Jason had done for her, but she knew deep down inside that she would only bring pain and drama to his life. At least they had my place for the night. You could take a shower and put on some dry clothes and, and you'll have a warm bed to sleep in tonight, Jason said. Okay, fine. I'll stay the night, but I'm leaving first thing in the morning, Chelsea responded. Why the fuck you call this nigga then? If you need help, help. Like, you knew this nigga was going to do this. You know the niggas with capes. You see them. They ain't got no alter ego. All they do is walk around with a cape on. You know the niggas with capes. Why are you talking to a cape? <sighs> Jason was relieved. Several minutes later, they pulled up to his house and got out. Once they were inside, Chelsea caught chills. Jason's house was beautiful. It was so cozy and warm to her. This feels like there's this nigga who um, I see in the bad black art page on Facebook a lot because he makes Justin Richburg. That's his name. So he makes pictures of niggas who get turned down by girls for thugs. Gold teeth, the whole thing. He's an artist. He does comics. The first, it's always a two-panel comic. It's never four. The first side is the guy who's working at McDonald's or something like that. And he's like, I want you to marry me. And she's like, fuck you, nigga. I'm about to get with this baller who got a big-ass dick and sell drugs. How she even know this nigga's dick ain't big? I don't know. But she says it every single time. Every single fucking time. Then in the second panel, she's sitting alone well, she ain't sitting alone because she has like eight babies in her arms. I don't know how she holds eight babies at once, but she got the whole world in her hands, my nigga. And the dude who worked at McDonald's somehow had a terrific glow up 
and is now working as a CEO at fucking Microsoft and is making millions of dollars a month. And she's like, oh, remember me? You used to like me. And he was like, yeah, you left me for the thug and now you want me back. Back then you didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all up on me. Mike Jones really wrote a song about how he was going to get payback for all the women who didn't find him cute. That's why that nigga was a one hit wonder. That's what you get. But that's what this shit feels like right here. This feels like the uh, nice guy who will pick up a woman he knows is a sex worker in the rain and a BMW, a really nice BMW, and take her to a classy-ass house and say she can, and say she can stay the night, and he ain't going to do nothing to her body. Get the fuck out of my face. You can go upstairs and take a hot shower. I'll whip up something, considering it's too late to order anything. The towels are in the closet, and my bedroom is the second drawer on the left. You can go in there and put on one of my shirts and a pair of my briefs, he explained. Thank you, she responded as she made her way upstairs. You mean after she gets out the shower? Didn't you just say she could take a hot shower and put on some dry clothes? Why are you having her put on your undies and a t-shirt as soon as she get there? I got your t-shirt and some panties on. Give this nigga some pajamas. Nigga, you rich? I know you got some of them long-leg, plaid-ass pajamas. Put her in a flannel, nigga. She just came out the rain. Got her in a fucking t-shirt and some underwear. Fuck, boy. Chelsea peeked her head in each of the four rooms upstairs. She was very pleased with what she saw. The two rooms on the right were the guest rooms and the bathroom. And the two other rooms on the left were Jason's room and the computer room. She went inside the bathroom and turned on the shower. Chelsea looked in the mirror and touched her face. What the fuck? Her pale white skin. Nigga, the woman on the cover is a black woman. Swear to God, the woman on the cover is a black woman. What in the fuck? What? What is this that we're doing right now? What type of uh, it's the thought that counts bullshit is this? Reg, you better come around. You better come back, my nigga, because I'm... Her pale white skin held a few red bruises on it, but she was still very beautiful. Her bright green and blue eyes were something that kept anyone's attention. Chelsea stood at 5'6 and weighed at least 165 pounds. Nope. This gonna be her book. A nigga named Red will want a white woman with ass. And if she's 5'6 and 165, she got hips and thighs well she got thighs i i can't really call it on hips for y'all white women i don't know what happens i don't know what it is that makes y'all look like a fucking summer dress with nothing inside of it y'all look like a fucking tube top some of the time but this one i bet she don't i bet she got ass i bet she voluptuous <sighs> she pulled out her hair tie and quickly combed the tangles out of her long blonde hair she managed to smile wait what she managed to smile, but it quickly turned into a frown when the chipped tooth in her mouth appeared. A few nights ago, a guy she was giving oral sex to punched her after she realized he had paid her with fake money. Chelsea had thought about going to the police, but she knew that they would look at her as if she was some sort of joke, so she dealt with it on her own. She got in the shower and let the hot water run all over her body. Afterwards, she grabbed her wash rag and soap and began to wash up. Once she was done, she got out and grabbed a towel. We did not need the step-by-step. Step one, let the hot water run. Step two, run the wash rag through. Step three, 
Put it on your body. Step four. Wash your fucking legs, you hoe. Like, what's with y'all white people not washing your legs? Okay, I don't even want to know. Fuck it. Once she was done, she got out and grabbed the towel. Chelsea didn't bother to dry her hair. She just left it as is. She headed to Jason's bedroom and closed the door. After searching through his dresser, she finally found his shirt and quickly dried off so she could put one on. As Chelsea was about to walk out the room, she saw Jason's wallet sitting on the nightstand. She walked over to it and picked it up. I'm sorry, Jason, she said, barely above a whisper. Chelsea opened his wallet and pulled out two $50 bills. She put the wallet back and grabbed her dirty clothes and purse. As she came down the stairs, she smelled grilled food. Jason, what are you doing? She asked. He's fucking cooking. Like he smelled a fucking food. He said he was going to put something together. What the fuck did you think he was talking about? Ikea? What the fuck? Jason did a double take when he heard Chelsea's voice. Even though she had on one of his oversized shirts, he could still see her curvy figure. Told you so. You look so beautiful, he said. Chelsea blushed. Oh, stop it. Now tell me what you're doing, she said. Well... I had some steaks thawing out for tomorrow, but I said, hey, why not cook them up now? Why would you have steaks, plural, plural, thawing out for tomorrow if you're the only one who lives in this house? Or do you have a side piece or a child? What are we doing here, Jason? Are you black or white? I need to know. You could be Asian, too. That's cool. I don't give a fuck. I just need to know your nationality so I can really make fun of you. So... I prepared some grilled steaks and asparagus, along with some grilled corn on the cob and a nice side salad, Jason explained as he showed his pearly whites. How the fuck you do all that while she took a shower? Hmm? Hmm? I'll wait. Don't lie to me either, because I'm a chef. How you do all that? Was the corn fresh? Did you shuck the corn and all that kind of shit? Because shucking the corn, well, I mean, you're only making two pieces, right? Like, how many are you making? Asparagus and corn, a side salad, that had to come out of a bag, right? You didn't chop the lettuce, the tomato, the the, the red onions. White people, I don't know. This is the only thing where, where black folks put weird stuff in their salad. I don't know if white people do it. Let me know. Holla back. Black people put cranberries in their fucking salad, like craisins, like cranberry raisins and shit. And, and raisins and um, bell peppers and shit when it doesn't even need a bell pepper. Whew. They also eat ranch. But you didn't make all that shit that quick. You had that shit waiting for you. You were stalking her ass. GPS ass nigga. You probably got an app. Where the hoes at? You know what? That's a good name for an app. It will tell you where the potholes are at in the road. Get your mind out the gutter. Where the holes at? See, you didn't let me say it slowly enough. Chelsea couldn't help but smile. Jason was such a sweet guy and she sometimes wished he was in a position to be with him. Not only was he sweet, but he was such a handsome guy, standing six foot two with the skin complexion of vanilla bean ice cream. Why the fuck is this book in urban fiction? Why, Why is there a black woman on the cover? Red, are you white? I'm not. Okay, I got to go look. Oh, shit. Red Johnson is a beautiful black woman. Damn the fuck okay i shouldn't have looked i could have made fun of this nigga all day long now i gotta make fun of this nigga all day long damn okay why are we writing about white people though with a black person on the cover 
Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Not only was he sweet, but he was such a handsome guy, standing 6'2 with the skin complexion of vanilla bean ice cream. Jason had a slender frame and bright blue eyes, along with the nerdy look. Told you so. I told y'all niggas so. He wore his light brown hair in a spiky style, and no matter where he was, he always had a pencil tucked behind his ear. Why? Why? Do you know how fuck what do you know how fucking useless that is? To always why the fuck would you have a pencil behind your ear? Why is that the defining factor? I know that this came out in 2014. I know you said this 2012. I know this might be before Bluetooth to really the thing, but why the fuck does he have a pencil behind his ear? Is he an accountant? Wow. Well, thank you for preparing all this, but could you give me a bag for my dirty clothes, she said. Sure, Jason said as he grabbed a small bag out of his pantry and handed it to her. Thank you, Chelsea responded as she put her clothes in the bag and tied it. Well, the plates are fixed, so let's sit down and enjoy this wonderful meal, Jason said proudly. Chelsea put her bag down and sat at the table. She really hadn't eaten anything in the past few days, so she began to chow down on the food. Jason watched in awe she took a big forkful of salad and steak. Chelsea felt a bit embarrassed. I'm sorry. I've just been so busy, I, I guess I forgot to eat this morning, she lied. Chelsea was always on the streets, and with the little bit of money she did make, she spent it on her bad drug habit. Damn! Chelsea checking off all the fucking boxes. This is like, um, the niggas in the Bible who kept loving the woman who was a prostitute. I forget who it was, because me and the Bible, we're uh, fair-weather friends. When I see motherfuckers start disappearing from the earth... Like, two blocks away. Two blocks away. When I see niggas start disappearing from the earth two blocks away, I'm going to pull out my Bible and start reading my ass off. I might say a prayer, too. I just need a little bit of time. <sighs> Jason knew Chelsea all too well, which is why he always tried to make her feel as comfortable as possible. Is this her brother? No, it's fine. I'm glad you're enjoying your meal, he said. For the next hour or so, they ate dinner and made small talk. Chelsea figured she should turn down because it was getting late. And be turned down for what? Sorry, 2012, 2014 jokes have to happen. And because Jason was starting to ask personal questions. She was ashamed because she knew Jason saw a light in her that no one else saw. Why would you be ashamed? You should be ashamed because you just robbed that nigga. Chelsea sometimes wished that Jason treated her like everyone else did. The fact that he knew she sold her body for money and sometimes drugs and yet still loved her made no sense. Chelsea didn't have time for love because she was all about chasing a dollar to get by day after day. This like the new Forrest Gump and Jenny. I've told y'all about how much I fucking hate Jenny, right? I've mentioned that somewhere. She's a fucking asshole. Okay, that's enough. You can sleep in the guest room for the night because I know you don't want to sleep with me, Jason said. Yes, the guest room is fine, Jason. Good night, Chelsea said as she went in the room and closed the door. Jason went inside his bedroom and stripped down to his briefs. He sat on the bed, took the pencil from behind his ear, and placed it on the nightstand. Jason noticed his wallet was moved. He picked it up and opened it, quickly noticing he was missing $100. Jason felt uneasy. He was hoping that Chelsea didn't steal from him, and he had misplaced some money somewhere. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to pick up somebody we know has a drug habit that isn't in our family and is not. We have no real reason to do so. Um, and then we're going to tell them to go ahead and take a shower and then to go into our room and take shirt and underwear out the drawer. Because, you know, T-shirt and panties. 
We don't say panties around here, people. We say panties. P-A-N-N-I-E-S, panties. So, t-shirt and briefs because there's no panties around there. In your room, you're going to let a drug addict see a wallet and think they're not going to go after it. You stupid. You real dumb. And did you just leave your wallet at home and just go driving without L's? Can white people do that? I, I didn't know I could do that. I'm scared to even do it. Nigga, I'm scared to go out without my wind, with, without my mirrors adjusted properly. I get out and my hands are at the 10 and 2. Now I know why old black folks drive like that. They've been driving like that their whole life, thinking cops can see that shit. You know what else? Cops really can't see when you turn around and look back at them. But then again, cops really can't see the registration sticker on your car either. So they pulling you over for something. He erased the thought, placed his wallet back on the nightstand and lay down. As Jason lay there, staring up at the ceiling, he thought about Chelsea and what it would take for her to be his. Nigga, a rehab! She just robbed you! What are we doing? Oh no, baby, what is you doing? He knew the lifestyle Chelsea lived, but he loved her dearly, and all he wanted to do was help her. He always thought that someday she would just stop giving her body to unknown men and just be his. But that was just wishful thinking. You're not being altruistic. You really just want to fuck. Chapter 2 Chelsea woke up kind of late the next morning. She hopped up out of the bed and ran downstairs. The smell of French toast filled the air, which made her stomach growl. When she walked into the kitchen, she saw Jason sitting down reading the paper and drinking a cup of coffee. He didn't give her much eye contact when he spoke. It's almost the afternoon. I didn't think you were the type to sleep this late, he said. Chelsea didn't know Jason was taking a cheap shot or not, so she ignored it. How are you, she asked as she rubbed the sleep out of her eyes. I'm fine. Breakfast is on the stove, Jason said dryly. If it's the afternoon, why the fuck are you just cooking breakfast? Like if she was asleep, did you sit outside her door to hear when she was waking up and then go scamper off to go make food so you could sit there all nonchalant and act like you're mad that she slept in so long? Nigga, she's a sex worker. She works at night. She poured herself a cup of coffee and sat at the table. Jason gave her no conversation at all. I cooked all this breakfast just so I could ignore your ass. That's how we do. Chelsea wasn't used to seeing Jason act this way. He probably read it in a book by one of those guys who was like, how to get any woman in 30 days. You got to egg them. You got to nag them. You got to be horrible to them. Sorry. I kept going because my voice sounded like Aldo Range from uh, Inglorious Bastards. And the Nazis will fear us. And they will be scared of us. And they will loathe us. I love Brad Pitt in that movie. He's the best. I want 100 Nazi scalps. And I will have my scalps. They will fear us. Chelsea wasn't used to seeing Jason act this way. After she was done with her breakfast and coffee, she got up. Well, I think I should be going now. Thank you for everything, Jason, she said. You're welcome. Your bag is by the door, Jason said without looking up. Nigga, you drove her there. Do you expect her to walk back? Chelsea was hoping he would volunteer to drop her off somewhere. Right? But he didn't. She walked to the door and noticed she had a different color bag. She quickly picked it up and opened it. Chelsea noticed her clothing was now clean and the two $50 bills were now gone. She put on her jeans for the night before and began searching her bag. Jason heard her rummaging through the bag and got up. 
Chelsea, Jason called out. She stood there with her back turned to him and her hand on the knob. What, Jason, she answered. Just tell me one thing and then you can go, he said. What do you want to know, she said. Was it worth it? I mean, was stealing from me really worth it? All you had to do was ask. You know I would have given you the money, he emotionally stated. Oh, it was emotional? Okay, let me say that differently. Was it worth it? I mean, was stealing from me really worth it? All you had to do was ask. You knew I would have given you the money. Personally, I would have been like, was it worth it? Let me work it. I'll put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. It's server and it was my net. It's server and it was my net. Yes, it was worth it. What you failed to realize is that you're fully established, Jason, and I'm still scraping from the bottom of the barrel. I'd rather steal from you than ask you and have you question me about why I need the money. I'm trying to make sure I live to survive the next day, Chelsea responded and then walked out. What the fuck kind of sense does that make? I'd rather steal from you and be judged than ask you for the money, and you're going to ask me why I need it, but I steal it from you, and I'm bad at stealing, so I get caught, and then you're asking me why I stole it anyway. And you're kicking me out. But you made me French toast. It was probably dry as shit, though. Like, I'm just saying. Jason looks like he's a dry-ass motherfucker. Jason stood there, lost for words by her response. He didn't understand why she was so cold towards him. Nigga, because you were cold towards her. You didn't even look up from your newspaper. You didn't say hi. You didn't say much of anything until she got to the bag. And then she was like, why you steal from me? Why you treat me so bad? Like, I don't know. Chelsea walked down the street, letting the afternoon breeze hit her. She tried to forget about Jason and the incident. That's what we call stealing. She walked a few more blocks until she made it to a bus stop. As she sat there and waited, a teenage guy came and sat next to her. Chelsea could feel his eyes on her. Excuse me, is there something you want, she said. I'm just trying to figure out why a beautiful snow bunny like you out here at the bus stop. Where your man at, baby, said the guy. Chelsea couldn't believe the nerve of this guy. He didn't look a day over 18 and had the nerve to be talking to her like she was some high school groupie. Rather than a drug addict. I, I mean, choices. I'm single, and the name isn't Snow Bunny. It's Chelsea, she replied. All right, well, what the fuck? Fuck! Fuck! All right, well, I'm Derek. Where are you on your way to, he asked. To a friend's house, she lied. Well, look, I'm about to go to the crib and smoke some kush. You can come through if you want, Derek said. Chelsea thought on it for a moment. She didn't mind smoking a blunt right now because she needed it. She was used to going with strangers, so this situation was no different. I'm sorry. I froze up because I said she was used. Used to going with strangers, not used. She was used to going with strangers, so this situation was no different. Okay, I'm down, she agreed. Cool, well we can get off on my stop, Derek said as the bus pulled up. Look. I understand when white folks try to make black folks look stupid by changing up the words and putting colloquialisms and, and shortening off the words and, and, and making it seem like all we do is talk and slang and, and ain't and what and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But when you do it, it's just mean. Right, I got that from a book I just finished reading. That was a good book. Not the whole thing. Just the part about when you do it, it's just mean. They both got on the bus and took a seat. Through the whole bus ride, Derek was smiling at Chelsea. At first, it didn't bother her, but now it was making her feel funny. Why are you smiling at me, she asked. Because you're so damn beautiful, he responded. 
Well, thank you, but I would appreciate it if you don't smile at me like I'm the last dinner roll on the table, Chelsea told him. Nigga, you're going with a stranger to his house to smoke weed. Like, he's 18. If he thought game worked, yeah, he's going to be smiling at you. Like you're the last dinner roll on the table. Apparently, you thickums. Derek couldn't help but to laugh. My bad, he told her. Chelsea checked her surroundings and realized they were still in Vinland. It's not Vinland, it's Vinland. I decided it's going to be Vinland. She was now a lot more comfortable because she knew where she was going and she would know her way back. Derek pushed the stop button. You live here? She asked. On the next block, Derek responded as he got up. They both made their way out the bus and proceeded to walk to Derek's house. When they finally made it there, Chelsea was pleased to see he didn't live in any projects. Derek reached into his pocket, took out his keys, and unlocked the door. I don't gotta make jokes on everything. Sometimes I just leave a pause in there like it's fucking Dory Explorer and let y'all put the jokes in yourself. Welcome, he said as he walked in. This is nice. You live by yourself? She questioned. Nah, my mama. But she forever at work, Derek replied. Chelsea looked around while Derek went into the kitchen. He came back out with two bottled waters. Oh, thank you. And your father doesn't live with you? Chelsea grabbed the water. No problem, and nah, fuck that fiend. Come on, we can go to my room, he told her. Chelsea didn't respond after that. She followed Derek upstairs to his bedroom. When they got there, he began stripping down to his undershirt and boxers. Derek went to his dresser and grabbed a wrap and a little bag of weed. You can sit down, baby. Don't be nervous, he told her. Chelsea put her things down and sat on Derek's bed. She watched him roll the blunt as if he were a pro. How old are you, she asked. Derek smiled and looked at her. How old I look, he asked. Chelsea studied him for a second. He had golden brown skin with big doe eyes. She knew he couldn't be no older than 18. However, he was very handsome. And even though she got nervous when he smiled, that was one of his best features. Derek was about the same height as Chelsea. That was pretty much the only thing that turned her off. I'm 21, Derek told her. Chelsea was surprised. She knew he had to be lying. Let me see some ID, she said. Derek burst into laughter. You dead ass or not, nah? he asked. I'm dead serious, Chelsea responded. Derek reached into his pants pocket, pulled out his wallet, and took out his ID. See, I'm 21, girl, he said as he handed it to her. Chelsea examined it to make sure it wasn't a fake ID, and it wasn't. She didn't understand why a 21-year-old would still be living with his mother, but she was in no place to judge. You're goddamn right. Wow, I really thought you were like 17 or 18, she told him. Yeah, I get that a lot, Derek said as he lit up the blunt and took a couple of pulls before passing it to Chelsea. She pulled long and hard and held the smoke in before exhaling. That instantly made Derek's dick hard, the way she pulled on the blunt. Isn't that how you're supposed to smoke a blunt? You puff, puff, hold it in, exhale, maybe cough a little bit, pass on to the next person. I don't smoke weed a lot, but I watch Friday a lot. Right? Puff, 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 give. Puff, puff, hold it in, hold, 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 start choking, cough all over the place, cough, spit, like all over the fucking table, in the face of the person next to you, all over the fucking blunt, now the blunt's got COVID drops in it, pass the blunt over to the next person, isn't that it? He moved a little closer to her on the bed and began rubbing on her titties, Chelsea pushed him away and looked at him, what are you doing, she asked, my bad baby, you just got my dick hard as hell right now, said Derek. 
Nothing in this world is free, baby, Chelsea told him. Derek looked at her hoping she was joking, but she wasn't. So you mean I got to pay for the pussy? He asked. Yes, that's exactly what I'm telling you, Chelsea said as she took another pull at a blunt. Look, I ain't never paid for pussy a day in my life, and I ain't about to start now. So how about we just smoke and fuck? And I got a few homeboys that could pay you big money for that thing, Derek told her. How do I know that you're not full of bullshit? Because I don't play when it comes to my money, Chelsea said sternly. Derek threw his hands up in defense. Look, baby, I ain't on no bullshit, especially when it's about making money. Now help me and I'll help you, Derek said as he pulled out his rock-hard dick. Chelsea's eyes nearly popped out by the side of Derek's dick. She wondered how someone so small could carry such a big package. She passed the blunt back to Derek and grabbed this nine-inch monster. It was so thick that her hand couldn't fit around the whole thing. She twirled her tongue around the tip of his dick and massaged his balls at the same time. Damn, girl, Derek moaned. Now, I don't know much about weed. Because I don't smoke. When my kids get the fuck out, maybe. You know, but it'll probably be edibles. I'm not going to smoke. Because I've always heard that, like, the ash be, like, dropping everywhere. So, I wouldn't be smoking a blunt with my dick out. Sitting up. Like, sitting up over my dick smoking a blunt while she's uh, sucking my dick. Because, like, the embers. Right? From the weed. Like, there ain't no seeds in my shit when I do it. Because it's going to be edibles. But, you know, the the the... Doesn't it snap, crackle, and pop? Like, right? Or was that close? I don't fucking know. After he said that, Chelsea went in for the kill. She swallowed him whole and began gurgling on his dick. She sucked him hard, and then she sucked him slowly as she stroked his shaft. Chelsea then began jerking Derek off as she hummed on his balls, and that drove him crazy. Damn, baby, let me see what that pussy do, said Derek. Chelsea got off the bed and took off all her clothing. She climbed on top of Derek and slid down until all nine inches of him was inside her. Chelsea ground her hips back and forth just enough to get her juices flowing. Derek grabbed her hips and pushed himself in and out of her. Chelsea played with her nipples while she rode him. You like this white pussy, don't you? She asked flirtatiously. Hell yeah. You like this black dick in that white pussy? Derek asked back. Okay, you're a black woman writing this book, so I can't really say much of why the fuck. Like, that's almost as bad as them being like, you like this nigga dick all up in you? All up in your white pussy. You like this nigga dick? Yeah, give me that black dick. Give me that hard, gel-bound dick. Give me that never-gonna-have-a-job-in-your-life dick. That's how people write it in some of these books. Give me that I-wanna-be-your-fifth-baby-mama dick. Yes, Daddy. I want you to slam that dick in and out this pussy nice and hard, she said. Oh, shit, then get up and turn around so I can beat that shit from the back, Derek told her. Chelsea did exactly that. She bent over and let Derek enter her from behind. He pushed her back down so her back could be arched more. Derek began pounding Chelsea hard, just how she wanted it. Just like that, right? He said. Yes, just like that, Chelsea screamed. Derek grabbed her hips and pounded her nice and hard as his balls made a loud slapping sound. Oh, fuck, he moaned. The harder Derek pounded her, the more she slammed back into him. He could tell she was enjoying it, so he decided to take advantage of it. He began rubbing her asshole as he pounded her pussy. After a while, he slid his thumb into her ass. Oh my gosh, Derek! She moaned and then jumped. Relax, baby, Derek told her as he played in her ass with his thumb. Once she was open enough, he pulled his cum-covered dick out of her pussy and began pushing it into her ass slowly. 
Yeah, I'ma fuck this snow bunny ass nice and hard, Derek said as he watched his thick dick disappear in her ass. Chelsea had a tight grip on his pillow as she felt Derek's dick moving in and out of her. Derek wasted no time. He started pounding away. Yeah, take that dick. Take it, he said. Chelsea was in pain, but she was accustomed to being treated that way during sex. Derek reached down underneath her and began playing in her pussy as he fucked her in the ass. Now Chelsea was enjoying it. She actually wanted more. This feels so good, she moaned. Derek lay on top of her, causing her to lay flat on her stomach. Chelsea felt every inch of him. Derek felt he was about to come, but he didn't want to do it before her, so he started playing with her clit faster and faster. Oh, I'm about to come, Derek. Stop. Oh, oh my. I'm going to come right now, Chelsea moaned, but that didn't stop Derek. He slow pumped her as he played with her clit. Chelsea was trying to stop Derek, but he pinned her hands above her head. Ooh, I'm coming, she moaned out loud. Derek started pounding her hard and fast and continued to play with her clit. Chelsea's body was going crazy. She was experiencing pleasure and pain. Before she knew it, she was squirting all over his bed and hand, and yet he kept going. Derek, I'm coming, she screamed loudly. Mm, shit, oh shit, Derek moaned as he released his warm load inside of Chelsea's ass. He pulled out, and Chelsea had come oozing out of her gaping hole. Damn, that shit was good, baby, Derek told her as he smacked her on her sore ass. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself, she responded. Hell yeah, you can go shower if you want, he said. Chelsea slowly got off the bed and grabbed her clothes. Thank you. Where's your bathroom, she asked. Second door on the left. Everything you need is in there already. My mom keep everything stocked up, he told her as he lit up another blunt. Chelsea made her way to the bathroom. When she got in, she sat on the toilet and began pushing Derek's nut out of her. Afterwards, she grabbed a clean washcloth and washed herself thoroughly. Chelsea dried off, put her clothing back on, and went into Derek's room. So, when are you going to call your boy, she said. I figured you might want to get yourself together before I call him, he responded. Okay, that's fine, she told him. How old are you, he asked. I'm 26. Why do you ask, she said. I was wondering. No biggie. He shrugged his shoulders. So, um, yeah. First time you had sex with somebody, wear a condom. I know that y'all got these excuses about how condoms don't work. Yeah, whatever. Wear a condom. You just had sex with a drug addict. And a known sex worker. Like, she told you that this shit wasn't free. And you still went in there raw. That's not a smart move, my nigga. That's not a smart move. Ever. Chapter 3. As the day went on and Chelsea saw it was getting late, she grabbed her purse and was about to leave. Look, it's getting late. I have to go, she told him. My boy's on their way now, Derek told her. If you're bullshitting me, I'm leaving, she told him. Baby, ain't nobody bullshitting you, Derek said. Chelsea sat down and waited. She wondered if they were going to try and rape her. She looked around Derek's bedroom for a weapon that was in arm's reach. Derek noticed her getting nervous. Relax, baby, ain't shit going to happen to you, he told her. Chelsea tried to trust him, but she trusted no man. A little while later, she heard a knock on the door. Derek went downstairs to answer the door. Chelsea didn't hear more than one person coming up the stairs. When Derek entered the room again, a total of eight guys followed. Chelsea, this my niggas, Dirk, Monte, Dog, Man, Easy, Dontre, Sprewell, and Cruz. Derek introduced them. Nice to meet you all, she said. Some nodded and some rubbed their hands together as if they were getting ready to eat a hot meal. Chelsea, how you want to do this? Because these niggas got dough, Derek said. Gangbangs are 500 and up. If y'all want me one-on-one, then $100 an hour, Chelsea said with folded arms. 
They could all tell that Chelsea was about a dollar. Damn, it don't take me long to nut, Easy spoke up. That's not something you want to just... That's why. Why, my nigga? Why, Easy? Okay, then 50 for you, Minute Man. Chelsea shot back. Everyone burst into laughter. Also, you just turning your mama's house into a flop house? For real? You, you doing that? Your mom gonna come home and... All she wanted to do was come home after a hard day's work and now there's like nut all over the wall and shit. Well, my mom working a double tonight, so y'all go ahead and get it in. I'm gonna sit back, smoke, and watch some TV, Derek told him. Where are we gonna do this at, she asked. It's a guest room down the hall, baby, Derek told her, because y'all ain't fucking on my bed. Y'all gonna fuck on the guest bed, where I'd never have to sleep. Not on the pillow for all I care. Chelsea got up and grabbed Easy and walked out of the room. She could tell that his sex game was going to be whacked just by the way he walked. When they entered the guest room, Chelsea puts Easy on the bed. Pay up, she told him. Easy reached into his pocket and pulled out $50. I'll pay you after I get pleased, he told her. No, you pay now or get the fuck out and let the next guy come in, Chelsea said with attitude. Easy shook his head and handed her the $50 bill. She stuffed it in her purse, got on her knees and proceeded to unbuckle his pants. She pulled out his soft dick and began jerking him. Chelsea stopped in mid-stroke, got up and quickly took off her jeans. What position do you want to do, she asked. Shit, a nigga like me fucks with doggy style, Easy said with pride. Chelsea laughed in her head. She climbed back on the bed and bent over. Easy got behind her and slid a six-inch dick inside her. He started pounding away like a rabbit. Chelsea didn't moan, not once. Fuck, Easy yelled as he released all over her ass. Chelsea grabbed an empty pillowcase and wiped off her ass. That was good, he told her. I wonder who Red knows whose name is Easy, who she hates. I'm just curious. Because somewhere there's an Easy out there in the world who's like, My dick is seven when it get hard. You can send in dirt, Chelsea told him, not phased by his compliment. Easy walked out of the room like he was the man. When he walked into Derek's room, all eyes were on him. How was it, though? Monte asked. I told y'all she was a good fuck. Showed you about a dollar. I can't knock her for using what she got to get paid, Derek said. It was good, but Monte, she wants you next, Easy pointed at him. Yo, Spreewell, Cruz, and Dog, we running up in that together, right? Monte asked. Hell yeah, they responded at the same time. I just want some head from Shorty. Man chimed in. Yeah, I'm with that, Dontre agreed. When all four of the men entered the room, Chelsea was surprised. Here's 150, Monte said as he handed her the money. Y'all want a gangbang? I need my 500 right now. If y'all go past an hour, I'm gonna need another 500, she told him. They all handed her their cut and started to take off their clothes. Chelsea couldn't wait until this was over. The first one up was Monte. He started kissing and sucking on her nipples. Spreewell walked over with his dick in his hand. Chelsea started sucking on Spreewell while she jerked off Monte with the other hand. Yeah, girl, just like that, Spreewell moaned. I hope y'all ain't listening to this with your fucking kids. If y'all listen to this with your fucking kids, like, seriously. Seriously. I described the cover of the book to you. Seriously. Even though it was a black woman on the cover and this shit is wild as fuck. Because this is a white woman. I ain't seen a black person in this yet. Or a black woman. Yeah, girl, just like that, Spreewell moaned. Chelsea switched and started sucking Monte's dick. Cruz and Dog just sat there and watched. Fuck y'all just standing there for Y'all niggas better come get y'all money's worth, Spreewell barked. 
they both walked over to the semicircle, and Chelsea gave all four of them the best head they ever had. She pushed Monte on the bed and climbed on top of him and started riding him viciously. Ride that shit, Monte said as Chelsea bounced up and down on him. Spreewell mounted her from behind and slid his dick inside her ass. They both double penetrated her. She licked and sucked Dog and Cruz's dicks. Fuck me, she yelled. Spreewell choked her from behind as she pounded her harder. Fuck, I'm about to come, Spreewell said. He then released inside of her and pulled out. Dog got behind her and rammed his dick inside of her ass and began pumping her quickly. As they pinned her down, Monte gently bit on her nipples. The headboard slamming into the walls. They all sexed Chelsea in all three of her holes. Mm, oh, fuck, Monte moaned as he released inside of her. Dog started to push in and out of her slowly with his eyes closed. He reached for her boobs. Boobs. <laughs> boobs. He re I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, don't write a sex scene and then put boobs in there, please. Please. We can stay with titties. We can stay with nipples. Anything but boobs and fun bags. Also, I'm glad this is a lady because I wouldn't have been able to stand there if they had said he entered her wound. He reached for her boobs and grabbed them both roughly as he slammed down hard three times. Oh, fuck, Chelsea moaned. Ugh, he moaned as he busted inside of her. Monte pushed her on the bed and got up. As she lay on her back, Cruz climbed on top of her and began sucking on her neck and he went deep inside of her. He gave her slow, deep strokes and kissed her passionately. Look at this nigga trying to make love and shit, Monte laughed. Y'all niggas done, now get the fuck out and let me enjoy mine, he huffed. They all dressed and got out of the room laughing. Chelsea's body was tired. She was glad the Cruz decided to go slow, but she really just wanted him to get finished so he could get off of her. Come on, baby, go faster, she begged. I want to take my time, he told her. Chelsea wrapped her legs around his back and stuck her tongue in his mouth. No, I want you to pound this pussy better than your homeboys did, she told him. Cruz looked at her and then kissed her again. He grabbed the headboard and started fucking Chelsea hard like she wanted it. Oh, fuck me harder, baby. Yes, harder, she moaned. As Cruz fucked her, the bed hit the wall harder and harder, which made the room shake. Chelsea couldn't wait to get her money and get out of that house. Ooh, fuck, Cruz moaned. He pulled out of Chelsea and wiped the last of himself on her. He got off the bed and got dressed. That was pretty good, he told her. Chelsea didn't respond. She quickly put on her clothes and grabbed her purse. She didn't bother to say goodbye to Derek. She just made her way out of the house. So, did Derek get paid? Is Derek her pimp? Did Derek just get a um, buy five, get one free deal that his friends didn't know about? Like, what? Okay. Never mind. Chapter 4. Over the next few weeks, Chelsea felt her body going through a change. She didn't know what was going on with her, but she didn't like it. She said the days in throwing up nonstop. What is going on with me, she said to herself. She got up and brushed her teeth. When she looked in the mirror, she burst into tears. Chelsea knew this could only mean one thing. She was pregnant, and she had no clue who the father could be. Chelsea grabbed her purse and went to the front desk to use the phone. She dialed Jason's number and waited for him to pick up. Hello? He answered. Hey, Jason, how are you? She asked. Hello, Chelsea, and I'm fine. How are you? He said. I'm fine. I wanted to know if you could come get me. I'm at the day's end. Look, I'm really sorry about what I did. Can I make it up by taking you out to dinner tonight? She asked. Jason's heart filled with joy. He finally felt that like he was getting somewhere and he wasn't going to miss this opportunity. Sure, I'll be there, he said as he hung up. Chelsea went back to her room and gathered her belongings. 
She knew what she was about to do was wrong, but at this point, she didn't care. She was in no place to raise a child, so she had to put her plan into action. About 30 minutes later, Chelsea heard a horn outside. When she peeked out, she saw Jason's car. She grabbed her things and left. Hey, let me get that for you, Jason said as he grabbed her bags. Thank you, sweetie, Chelsea said. They got into the car and headed to Jason's house. Chelsea looked over at him. I thought I said I'd take you out to dinner. I know, but after I got off the phone with you, I was so excited I couldn't help myself. So I have some spaghetti cooking right as we speak, Jason said as he showed all 32 pearly whites. Never leave your stove on while you go pick somebody up while you leave your house. That's just dumb. That's stupid. Like, do you want to burn your house down? That's dumb. It better be one of them electric stoves that don't even got, like, actual flame. It just has that, like, stupid-ass hot pot thing that turns red. It's ugly. And if the food gets stuck to it, it's never coming off. You are too much, Chelsea said as she rubbed the side of his face gently. When they got to his house and Chelsea walked up to the door, she could smell the aroma of the food. Jason could put his foot in a meal, and that was something Chelsea loved about him. Smells good, don't it? Jason asked as he unlocked the door and welcomed her in. I'm sorry, he's white. Smells good, doesn't it? Jason asked as he unlocked the door and welcomed her in. Yes, it smells lovely, Chelsea replied. Jason grabbed her bags and took them upstairs for her. He felt in his heart that Chelsea was going to finally be with him, so he wanted everything to be special. He ran a nice hot bubble bath for the both of them. Jason then headed back downstairs to check on dinner. I hope you don't think I went through a lot of trouble preparing this meal. It was nothing, really, Jason told her. You wouldn't tell me if you did go through trouble making this, Chelsea said with a chuckle. Jason grabbed a bottle of wine and poured two glasses. Chelsea was going to decline, but she couldn't. She had to go along with her plan. Thank you, she told him. You're welcome, my love, said Jason. This is absolutely amazing, Chelsea said as she watched Jason place the food on the table. Anything for you, he told her. As they ate and talked, Jason debated whether he should ask her if she were done with the streets. But he thought... What? But he thought it either now or never. Chelsea, I'm just going to be straight up and forward with you. I love you, and I always have. I don't care what you've done in the past. I want us to be together and have a family. I want you to be my wife, Jason blurted. Chelsea was stunned. She knew he loved her, but she had no idea that he wanted her to be his wife. She didn't respond right away. I, I don't know what to say, Jason. This is all so sudden, she told him. Say that you're done with the streets and that you'll be my wife, he told her. She took a brief moment before responding. Okay, Jason, I will be your wife, Chelsea said. Jason jumped up and ran over to her. He picked her up and kissed her deeply. Thank you, Chelsea. All I ever wanted was a chance, he said excitedly. Chelsea smiled, not because of the happy moment they were having, but only because she agreed to be his wife, not leave the streets. 916-633-1537, Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter, Ratchet Book Club on Facebook. Leave a review on uh, Spotify, it takes like 13 seconds. Leave a review on Podchaser, uh, copy and paste that into the Good Pods app, copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast app. Thank y'all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all can uh, leave a donation for the show at patreon.com slash single simulcast or on buymeacoffee.com slash sscast or on the Good Pods app. You can leave a tip in the tip jar. 
Again, thank y'all so much for listening. I greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. I'm going to holler you later. Peace. outro to ratchet book club is by that kid garan and it's called goodbyes you can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat this is single simulcast was it worth it let me work it i'll put my thing down flipping and reverse it it's server and it was my net it's server and it was my net